Listening to the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is Robin of the Mirkwood Benduaxes. <laughs> My name is Stephanie. Do I look like a nerd? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and I'm Will, and I'm faster than Uber. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Welcome back to the show. Did they, did they actually did they actually say Uber or did she say something else? Uber. I think she said Uber. Yeah, I heard Uber. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. See you right on my Well, thanks for having me back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you're welcome. We'll just keep talking over each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's Edit. what I do. Uh, it's okay. Uh, so uh, we're back here again for another episode of Eye Zombie, and uh, we have four episodes left after this. It's it's all just going by so quickly. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like it, we're like in the Empire Strikes Back <laughs> section of the season. We're in the oh my god, things are bad. Uh, things are getting bad. Uh huh. Ewoks next week, right? Oh. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Ewoks And anybody that tells me any different is wrong Okay, so uh, <laughs> zombie, uh, <laughs> This week we're going to be talking about 20-sided, comma, die uh, Written by Kit Boss Directed by Jason Bloom And uh, with a couple of uh, uh, Guest appearances In this episode that you know, Some are surprises, some are not you know, Some you saw in the previews And some we're giving away in the opening credits. Did you guys notice <laughs> that uh, yeah. Jessica Harmon and Eddie Jemison popped up in the uh, opening titles, like as the credits were rolling by? Or we? No, I wasn't really watching them this time. Uh, I saw Jessica Harmon. I was like, ah, man! Like I knew she was knew she was coming on. Apparently, the you know the, like the press photos even kind of had that in 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 those. Uh, and I felt kind of bad posting it on my Twitter, but I felt like, or on the the podcast Twitter, but I felt like uh, you know, hey, it's out there. So, but yeah, uh, we got so much stuff to talk about. We got no news. I mean, the only news we really have this week is that we have all the episode titles now. Uh, next week is Return of the Dead Guy. The week after that is Conspiracy Weary. Um, and then, of course, the two-part season finale, um, looking for Mr. Goodbrain. But we'll be talking about all those in the spoiler section. So, uh, guys, you ready to get into the episode? Yes. Uh, yeah. Let's start with the case. Um, and uh, I'll just uh, kind of run I'll run this little uh, quest. We'll, I'll walk you guys through it. Of course you will. <laughs> anybody, of course. Anybody bringing any dice a, to this podcast? Our- Oh, I meant to. They're still downstairs. I was going to bring my die. <laughs> so, my okay. die so. <laughs> First, Will, tell me, what do the numbers mean? What do the numbers mean? Is this a lost podcast? What are you talking about? <laughs> There's just like, numbers you count with, like, you know, like, well, you may... Oh, go ahead. Well, like, she needed to make a decision if she if she 
walked in, if she followed Clive and she rolled and it hit like 19. And so she did into the uh, interrogation room. Like, how do the numbers help you decide what you're going to do? Uh, it's like you're rolling a check. If I'm, I'm not. A, I'm a. I play a lot of tabletop and board games, but I haven't done D and D a whole lot. But say uh, you need, you know, a certain number of points to do something, you roll a check, and if you get, you know, that or higher on the die, then you win the check. You pass the check. Okay. Um, yeah, we brought Will on because uh, we, he told us he knew about uh, <laughs> tabletop gaming. So are you familiar with Dungeons & Dragons in particular? Or I've played a couple of times. You know, I um, run a board game group here in Portland. Uh, and because of how long D&D is, we don't particularly play it at any of our official events. But, you know, I'm sure people play outside on their own time. And I played it a few times. Yeah. Robin, remember that time we were going to play that Buffy uh, role oh, playing yeah. game? Yeah. I had and then like, we were like, you know, we're adults and we have limited free time. I know. Because <laughs> these games, they go on for hours, days, years. Yeah. Speaking of Buffy, just on Memorial Day, we, some friends and I played the new Buffy board game that I guess came out last year. Ooh. It's a lot of fun. It's not a role playing <laughs> game, just a board game, right? Yeah, not, yeah, I think it took maybe about an hour and a half to get through, and that's because we were learning all the rules, trying to figure out how to play the game. Mm, staff, my birthday is almost mm. here, so just <laughs> I know. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, we were we were that was probably the closest. I mean, there's been a couple times when I've hung out with some geek friends of mine, and we created characters. Uh, I think I did a Marvel game when I was a teenager and made up like an awesome superhero that got all the girls, uh, but probably got eviscerated pretty quickly. I don't really remember too many specifics, but uh, other than that, it, it's just the, the the time commitment. I think is the worst part of it. You know? Yeah, because these campaigns can you know they've been playing together for seven years. Like these, I'm not saying that campaigns last that long, but you can definitely have some really long term campaigns. Yeah. And I've learned I've been I listen to a lot of interviews by sci fi and fantasy writers, and it seems like a really high percentage of them were either former or current D and D players. So I wonder if those skills help you in writing. Yeah, I wonder if. Yeah, because the uh, Game of Thrones guys, the showrunners for Game of Thrones, that's how they met or uh, they were oh. friends in college and played D&D together. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah, well, see, Morgan played with her, with the guys from theater. And so I think that it's the, you know, as Liv's character, she was very theatric mm-hmm. <laughs> and was a good storyteller. And, you know, I think that that's the characteristics that you have to have. You have to, you know, have a great imagination and be creative and, and be a good storyteller. And if anybody's yeah. new to the podcast, Morgan is Steph's daughter. Just want to. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought everybody knew. Okay. Everybody should know that. Benny just walked in here. Uh, that's my cat. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what say you? Let's get into the case. Uh, okay. So. We have Dan, who is uh, running a game with uh, special guests, uh, Vampire Steve and Jimmy the Sketch Artist, plus uh, a couple of newbies here on the show, Diego and Zoe. 
Um, so the characters go to a tavern and toast to Queen Larissa, and Dan takes a drink from his goblet, chokes, and dies. And it actually takes a moment for everybody to realize he's not acting. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we have Clive at the crime scene, uh, you know, and Ravi and Liv, and Ravi introduces them to D- Dungeons and Dragons, but takes offense at the thought that, you know, he might look like a nerd for knowing this information. <laughs> Come on, Robbie. He's really hard on nerds in this. <laughs> yeah, what was that about? Scene. He's a little bit too defensive, I think. I guess he a magician. No, isn't that kind of a nerdy thing to be into? Yeah, exactly. Or into magic. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, see, I think D and I think you know it's kind of cool to be, you know, to read comic books. That's one thing. To be into superheroes, that's one thing. To be nerdy about some things is kind of cool, especially these days. But I think if you're into D and D, that's super nerdy <laughs> right now, though. Because you know what? I mean, back in like the '80s, it might have been pretty cool to get into D and D, but wicked lame to be into comic books. It's just what's popular, I think. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, there was there was one. Um, oh gosh, I can't find it now. But one of our feedbackers. Didn't really understand why Ravi was, de- you know, determined to throw the attention off that he, you know, that he secretly played D and D in his past. Like mm-hmm. they, like it, they had questions about it. They weren't sure, but I thought it was pretty clear that we definitely know Ravi isn't like when he said, you know, what do I look like? A, do I look like a nerd? <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I mean, really, he doesn't. Really, Ravi doesn't He's look very like well a nerd. Dressed. Yeah. Yeah, I think he, like? I think he's pretty suave. I think his attitude yeah, what, is nerdy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, what is a, what does a nerd look like? Yeah. So, I think that um yeah, he was just really trying to uh yeah, I think D&D is just considered very nerdy and he was just didn't want to look that nerdy. Um uh, we meet uh our suspects uh and uh, we have Diego has to tell Clive what a DM is, not a direct message on Twitter. It's a dungeon master. <laughs> Um, so we go to the morgue and it turns out that, uh, uh, Dan died from a very powerful poison called gelsamine and, uh, and it's very rare. Yeah. And that, isn't that what Liv said? It was a rare poison. I, I looked it up and it's, it's a real thing. It's, it's a paralytic that offers, uh, that often results in death. Mm. So, uh, Liv makes a pot pie, I think. It looked like a pot pie, like a mini pot pie. Any reason why? I didn't know. What do you think, Will? I was going to say, I didn't know what that was. I I eat simple food, so I didn't recognize it. I just figured it like it's it's very medieval looking. It's got a a flaky crust on it, I guess. And they had lots of meat pies back then. Meat pie. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so at Clive's desk, uh, Liv is on the brain. She's got her lab coat off and, uh, she has this shirt that's full of stars and she's always wearing stars now for the rest of the episode. And I, I actually rewound and checked. I was like, okay, she was wearing that shirt before she ate the brain. So <laughs> subconsciously hmm. she was like, I want to dress for this. <laughs> um, so then she gestures to Vampire Steve and says, the first suspect awakes uh, and says his strength and charisma are below average. What do you do? 
And uh, Liv rolls to see if she can join them. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. This I, is hilarious. I was cracking up. <laughs> the narrator and everything. Yeah. Um, so Vampire Steve attests to Dan's wealth that he got it from like online poker, I guess. And uh, he ended up buying an original cover art to an Ogden Twiddly hut and the valiant men of Golden Glen. <laughs> I kept <laughs> pausing and rewinding and like, what did he say? <laughs> I had to put the closed captioning on to get this down. But uh, um, the guy who plays Vampire Steve, Ket Turton, um, I got to applaud him for getting that out like effortlessly. <laughs> so Liv asks why they're all playing first generation characters if they've been playing for seven years. And it turns out this game took place and all of them were murdered. Because a dart trap with pit, fe- pit fiend venom. <laughs> um, <laughs> Steve elaborates and says he was playing the uh, Reverend Diodoto. <laughs> and uh, Clive says, Doddle Doodle. <laughs> <laughs> Which I just thought was the greatest. <laughs> Clive is the greatest in this episode. Um and uh, he said he should have been as safe with his absorb- absorption, sh- absorption stone. And uh, Liv calls him a fool for not knowing that it doesn't work in the dark. And he's he's mad because he had the sun hammer. And that's what brings out the uh, vision. And it looks like all of them were pissed at Dan. So any of them could be... Uh... Uh, any of them could have done it because they because Dan forced them to start over with their characters. Yep, yeah, right. the entire party wiped. So <laughs> seven years, which sucks. And you know that's not just seven years worth of a game. Like you're when you're playing a role playing game, it's like you're building a character. You know they're acquiring things and right, they're at it, getting extra powers and all this stuff. Yeah, they're getting extra. My favorite was Magic Missile. Or I just Magic Missile to everything. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that sounds, Nerd. Uh, sounds kind of dirty. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was looking at Reddit today and uh, uh, on, on the iZombie Reddit and uh, if you're listening, username NoPantsCyril uh, the Drop the geekiest comment in the interrogation room. Liv rolls a d20 to figure out a percentage instead of a 2d10. Literally unwatchable, all in caps. <laughs> <laughs> so they figure they got to go see Zoe. So they go to the comic book store, and uh, Clive points out a Flash comic, um, number 15 from 1988, starring Wally West. Okay. Okay, so oh, okay, so Wally West—that's the name that he said was cool because he said he he has a cool name. Which name? He has a million names. <laughs> you know, there's Wally West. There's Barry Allen. There's who's the other one? Bart Allen. Oh, yeah, there's Bart Jay Allen. Garrick. Yep. Yeah. I knew like, that. Which well. name? <laughs> <laughs> but Barry Allen's the one that stars on The Flash, right? So yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought it was kind of weird that, you know, this is a, a funny, you know, an homage to their, the, the show that usually brings in iZombie every night. Um, and uh, he picks up a comic with Wally West on the cover. <laughs> um, but there's something weird. here. I mean, he says like, oh, his dad didn't have much faith in him either. And then he's like, I'm kidding. He's... 
the Flash had a cool name and he ran fast, you know. And I think that's what he mean by meant by a, a cool name, the Flash, not Wally West. Or- oh, okay. But what I wrote down, like, are we sure that he's kidding? Like, he's a drunk. Yeah, maybe. Comment about his dad not having much faith in him. He likes Game yeah. of Thrones, so I can believe him being a really big <laughs> fan of Flash. It's interesting. I think Clive is um, naturally resistant to um, things that are geeky, but once he's introduced to them, he's all about it. I mean, which, like, you know, well, Wally. Wally was the kid that got murdered. Wally introduced him to uh, Game of Thrones. And uh, isn't that funny? Wally, Wally West. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all coming together. But, I mean, he does, does say this, um, how... Uh, the Flash's dad didn't have much faith in him either. I just wonder if there's something in Clive's backstory that's going to be coming out. I don't know. Or he was just joking. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Uh, so Clive and Liv notice the Ogden Twiddly Hut print for sale, and we see a disturbing vision of Zoe <laughs> in some uh, <laughs> Hobbit feet. Or were those her real feet? They looked really good if those were costume feet. I mean, good as in realistic, not good as in. Yeah, I think I think it was a uh, prosthetic or whatever. Yeah. Oh boy. As like Dan was like giving her a foot massage, and I guess that's what he was doing to, like that's what he traded his cover art for. <laughs> uh, but uh, Dan and Zoe were sleeping together, and uh, it turns out that Jimmy, the sketch artist, had a crush on her. So we go back to the interrogation room and Jimmy is in the hot seat again. And um, I just love, you know, post-Dominatrix brain. I'm just, I was like, this episode, I'm just like focused in on how uncomfortable Jimmy is around Liv and how Liv is just kind of like ho-hum about it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I She says that, like, how guilty he looks. And I'm, it, that seemed very much like Dominatrix brain, you know? Like, just taking that powerful, like, I'm looking down my nose at you position, you know? Um, so that's when Clive looks through the drawings and, oh, there's a nice little drawing of Liv there. Uh, I don't know. If you guys, did you guys like that that drawing? <laughs> yeah, that was a great drawing. It's got some skill there. Kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Liv rolls her dice so she doesn't puke. <laughs> uh, Clive has a drawing... Uh, pulls a drawing out of uh, of Jimmy and Zoe, and Jimmy's like, "You think that's bad? Check out Diego's back." And yes, we see Diego has a dragon tattoo breathing the name Zoe in flames on his back. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Diego says, "If you know, he's got a crush, and Vampire Steve's got a crush too, because Vampire Steve was originally blonde until he found out that Zoe was a uh, was into Twilight." Yeah. <laughs> um, which uh, Steve says, no, I've always liked vampires. And um, Liv says that uh, Steve has no chance because Zoe's polyandrous and uh, something about a, a highborn or something like that. And she'll she'll stay married until highborn baby is born. Oh yeah, that's right. And then uh, something about sacrificing a unicorn. And Vampire <laughs> Steve says, "Oh, I can you you doubt I can find a unicorn?" And then Clive says, "I, I mean in real life." <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Steve is sent away, 
and uh, Clive is stumped. None of these guys seem like murderers, and that's when Liv gets the great idea <laughs> to start her own game. Yes. And it's just like the entire episode's building up to this. I'm so excited. I've been hearing about this for months. I mean, I, I, I've i listened to a couple of different conventions, like broadcast on YouTube or whatever, where they're, you know, like Clive, not Clive, sorry, Malcolm and uh, Allie talking about how fun this scene was to shoot and various interviews <laughs> about this episode. There was one point where I, I mean, you guys were saying something about how it was hard for them to keep a straight face. There was one point where Allie was, I'm pretty sure she was about to crack up when she was you know, filming the scene. <laughs> yeah, because Allie had the job of being the, uh, like, bored, having to act bored the entire time. Yeah. Um, my um, housemate, <laughs> um, my friend who's crashing in my other room for a little while, he, like, walked in at the beginning <laughs> of this scene. And Thanks. his first thing he said was, her eyes are crazy. <laughs> just the way you see parts of this show before, yeah. <laughs> but he just thought that she looked crazy in this scene. I love how she just gets into this character, has this, like, little scrunchy face, you know? Yeah. Um, and she's got this giant witch hat. And I'll, I'll walk us through here. Um, Major's frustrated because they haven't played yet, and it's been two hours making these characters. <laughs> and I think Robbie has a Scottish accent. <laughs> Is that a Scottish accent? <laughs> uh, he says he's Moscow Bandywax of the Mirkwood Bandywaxes. He's a halfling monk. Uh, Major says he's Sergei Esclaborn, human paladin. Um, and uh, Major gets called on giving himself a knighting, and he's like, no, the name is Sergey. <laughs> Peyton, who's bored, is on her phone, says she's Brangelina Darkspain, a dark elf assassin, and Clive, who's very stone-faced, says Earl Dwarf Fighter. So our task today is to figure out – I've seen a lot of talk about this on Twitter. Our, our listener, Tim, was talking about it. Why – how these characters, uh, what these characters have to do with uh, the the characters playing them, <laughs> right? I like uh, okay. Like Tim, Tim said something about, and I, I saw it wasn't just Tim. I saw this on Reddit too. Like they said, Major's playing a paladin. That's perfect. And I'm like, why is that? And I think you were confused about that too, stuff. And, yeah. And I, mm. I just said, oh, Will, Will will tell us. <laughs> A paladin and it's usually kind of a holy warrior. I know they're they can, you know, heal and they're really good fighters as well. They're kind of a balance between like healing and fighting classes. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, hold on. I have it I have it liked. Let me get to my likes. Uh, <laughs> okay. This is what this is what Tim says. Uh, a pal- in addition, compared to other classes, the paladin class has one of the most restrictive codes of conduct in their single-mindedness and utter devotion to good. Paladin characters are expected to demonstrate and embody goodness. In some editions, it was taboo for a paladin to lie or use poison, and some interpretations say that they should only use stealth as a last resort. Other restrictions are sometimes laid on the paladin depending on campaign setting, ranging from restricting the class to the point of making it comically unplayable to a class that only defers 
that only differs from one warrior classes in its additional divine powers. Failure to maintain a lawful good. Lawful good alignment or adhere to the conduct of code causes paladins to lose their paladin <laughs> status and many of their special abilities until they are able to atone. Oh my gosh, how nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a good guy, but he's like tortured, I guess. He's looking for redemption. Sounds about right. Um, why is. Well, they're just very. They're just very. Uh, they have. They're just very principled. Okay. Why is Robbie good. a Very monk? good. A monk is hmm. lives in a monastery, devoted, disciplined. Um, I guess Robbie. Maybe because Robbie is like a monk to the morgue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, does uh, maybe he thinks that he's uh, like Adrian Monk, and he's got this like OCD. No, probably not. Uh, so that was a big stretch. <laughs> but yeah, I you know I think I think he's uh, you know post Peyton he's considers himself just like shut off from the world or shut off from different things and socially and yeah maybe he's just feeling like that at the time. I don't know. Uh, I'm most interested. I, I think uh, well we have um, who's next? Uh, Peyton. Peyton's a dark elf. A dark Assassin. elf named Brangelina. <laughs> dark Spain. Yeah, Brangelina. Dark Spain. So is it, is the dark elf thing, like, is she, her morals are, I'm not sure what a dark elf is. I'm not sure about D&D. Usually, yeah, dark elves are usually the evil version of elves and a lot of, you know, but I'm not sure what it's like in D&D. Sometimes they're, you know, they can be good. They just have different abilities. I just took it as she's a badass. Yeah, they're known for their. But she's also glamorous. But she's also glamorous, like Angelina Jolie. That's (laughs) how I pictured it. (laughs) Uh, And of course, uh, Clive is a dwarf fighter, and uh, I don't know. I could see. uh, I could see Clive being like the the Gimli of the the group. (laughs) I don't know. Can have my axe. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I was actually surprised he allowed himself to be thrown. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so Liv starts the game. She puts on this old witchy voice, and uh, it's so funny because Robbie's like calling D and D out on being nerdy and stuff. But as soon as she puts on the voice, like Robbie's Robbie looks like a little puppy dog. He's like so. Oh, into he's this. so excited. <laughs> Um, so she says that she, they got to kill the lich of Castle Rumscottle, which Major says, "Lich, please." Lich, please. <laughs> <laughs> Sergey tells uh, Moscow that it sounds dangerous. Maybe he should wait outside on his horse. <laughs> oh, which is just a great bird. Uh, um, so okay, so Robbie's name is Moscow. Like, is that kind of a like a, you know, because it ends up being Russian yeah. hackers, Russian spies have something to do with it. Like, I don't know. That... The closed captioning okay. didn't actually spell it like the Russian capital. It, it take the W off. That's how the closed captioning spelled Moscow. Uh huh. Oh. Um. So Peyton asks what a lich is. Liv says it's an undead creature, and Ravi says we must kill it, <laughs> which was very surprising. <laughs> 
<laughs> because, you know, his good friend is a undead creature. Yeah, because zombies are undead creatures. <laughs> Peyton proposes that instead of going to Castle What's-His-Nuts, that they just rob this old lady. And that's when Liv blasts her with lightning and Moscow tries unsuccessfully to deflect. Um, it kills Brangelina. Peyton's excited to get up and leave, but uh, Robbie <laughs> has to revive her and save her. Yeah, like, is it that Ravi wants her to be interested in this game? She, he doesn't want her to leave. Yeah, I think he's very happy to hang out with Peyton at any time. <laughs> yeah. And I just love that Liv wouldn't let him do some of the stuff he was trying to do. Like, you, you're already, it's too late. Or, yeah. or it's not going to work this time. Uh, a couple of notes here I got from Twitter. Uh, the zombie I zombie writers said that uh, the D and D scene from Freaks and Geeks was like a major inspiration for this. I don't know if you guys remember. Huh. Uh, I barely remember Freaks and Geeks. I don't remember. I don't remember. Like, oh, I should watch that episode again. Uh, there's an episode called Dungeons and Dragons, but I, I believe, or it's like discos and dragons. I forget. Uh, another really hilarious exchange uh, on Twitter was uh, the Stranger Things writers Twitter, like, messaged the iZombie writers Twitter and said, uh, excuse us, but when does the Demogorgon show up? <laughs> uh, all right, so the quest continues. They face the Lich. It kills Brangelina in Moscow. Sergei throws Earl, who cleaves the Lich in twain with his axe of the Dwarven Gods. And then Clive is like, how do you like Earl now, you damn dirty lich? <laughs> <laughs> but the lich disappears through a secret door, which gives uh, a live vision of Zoe discovering Dan in this, like, secret room where he's got computers and he's playing poker. So after the vision, Peyton's so happy to be leaving and Clive's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> where is the lich? Uh, and I, I'm, I echo pretty much like everybody I've seen, like on Twitter and Reddit and fans watching this scene could have gone on for the next like 20 minutes. I would not have cared. Oh yeah. Please yeah. just, I mean, I rewound going. it and watched it a million times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, but it's great. It kind of extends into the next scene in Dan's apartment where Liv and Clive show up and Clive is just still celebrating. And he says, yeah, it's just. I'm sorry. I knew the line, but I don't want to take it. Take the line. Oh, I, don't, I don't have it. I don't. <laughs> He's like, I pull. I reached in my bag of holding and pulled up the lich head. Like, yeah. <laughs> what do you think of the apples? <laughs> and Liv is like over it. She's like, I was there. <laughs> uh, I really tried hard not to write down like every single line from those scenes. Uh, so Clive suggests Lib save Dan Brain to eat a little bit each week so they can keep playing. <laughs> um, Clive pushes the bookshelf and it slowly opens and he drops another white people, <laughs> which is hilarious. Uh, it's weird because the closed captioning said my people. That didn't make any sense. <laughs> Uh, so we see servers, blueprints of a Leningrad power plant on a big monitor, and Liv tries a password that might be from the brain, but that shortcut short circuits the uh, servers, and it looks like this is going to be pretty huge deal. Um, this is, I mean, I don't even know who's behind all this. It seems it's Russia. Uh, <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> Trying not to make any jokes here, but... <laughs> 
Uh, I don't know. Um, so we go to another interrogation scene with Zoe because Zoe is the one that found the secret room and Devor actually stops it. Says the FBI shut the case down. This is a cybercrime. Uh, the victim might have been poisoned by Russian agents to keep them keep him from hacking. And it turns out that Basio's there. And Clive runs out of the building. Uh, yeah, she was just here. You just missed her. Oh. But the, like, the camera like swirls around and there's Basio standing right there. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, Basio doesn't have much to say. Ask, Li- ask Clive if he has anything new to add to you know their previous discussion and Clive can't say Yeah, and you feel like yeah, well you feel like he's telling her what she wants to hear, but it's still not enough. I think it's like I can't tell you this, but let me just open my heart and just like drop it in front of you and ask you please to pick it up. And he's like, I'm lost without you. Uh, but she knows <laughs> that there was something else that he needed to like I, I don't know, that was so such a weird scene to me. Well, you know, their last discussion ended with him, you know, he derailed the case that and got Major out of prison and just destroyed her her case and she needed to know why and he couldn't tell her. That's why she left. Okay, so she says, well, it turns out Major was not an ass- assassin. He was a kidnapper. Right. He was not and the so killer. She wants, chaos kidnapper. She wants Clive to explain yeah. That? Yeah, yeah. But he won't say anything more. So. Mm-hmm. And that's. And even worse, Clive tries to talk about the, the, the case, the Dungeon Master case, and Bosio's like, I can't trust you with that info. And leaves. Mm. Yeah, Ouch. she looks so. <laughs> she looks so hurt. Yeah. So you guys think that she's going to be back this season? I mean, this is so weird. This it sounds case like just it. Ends. You know, yeah. I was yeah. when we started. I was trying to remember. Like, okay, who did it? Oh, we didn't find out really. <laughs> Russian agents poisoned Dan because he got into some sort of Leningrad power plant files. But like, okay. I mean, there's been times in iZombie, like with the Dominatrix case, where a case has been dropped and picked up later, or like it's strung along. But I don't know if this is going to be something that's going to go, like, be come back in season. I mean. What would even be interesting to us on iZombie, you know, about some sort of international case? And if if this is the end, this is very a very strange way to end it. I mean, I guess it was good to see Basio again, but it's very weird. I almost think that they're going to pick it up some way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe the Dominatrix case... Uh, that ends this season, but maybe the Russian hacker story goes on to next season. Right. right. So Bazio may be back next season. Uh, I hope she does. So that's it for the case. Or, or does the Russian case have to do with the dominatrix with the with the uh, p- uh, p- 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 James what's the thing that goes yeah. that goes into the computer. The, the flash drive, the, the the flash drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm like, what could possibly be the connection to anything that is going on in the show? And the only thing I can think of is Fillmore Graves is the only thing that's international because Max Rager's dead. You know, so mm-hmm. nothing else. Like Mr. Boss is just like a, just like a, 
I mean, he's not Russian, running Russian agents. He's a he's an accountant, and he, he cooks books and he orders killings. But he's like a he's small potatoes compared mm-hmm. to anything in you know Russia or whatever. I don't know. I guess we'll figure it. We'll find out. Um, so let's talk about major storyline here. Um, the chapter titled "The Male Gaze." <laughs> um, <laughs> major finds all the mail that so, Robbie was hiding. Did we know? Were there any um, hints that Robbie was collecting the mail and not giving it to Major? Um, no. Um, but okay. I didn't think so. I couldn't think of anything. I mean, the beginning of the season set up that Ravi is kind of protecting Major because they go back to the house and the house is all messed up, you know, and they got to repair it. And yeah, I think he's, I think it makes sense, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it does make sense, but I was just wondering if there was anything I forgot. Yeah, no, that, no, no. Uh, pointed to that. Uh, Major is upset that human girls don't like him and he can't be with zombie girls and uh, he needs to move to a backward civilization that doesn't consume news like Pullman. It's like that's a well, you know, and we've been we've been wondering why Liv is moving on so quick with Justin, but this gives us a reason uh, for for Major to really need to start a relationship. Because he's still kind of hurt over Liv and he can't have her. And he really wants her to be happy with Justin because Justin's such a good guy. So it, it really pushes Major to uh, to find somebody else. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. I'm just this – all, this all bothers me. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of upset to see Major so sad, you know. And I, I understand that it's not all Liv's fault. The fault is that he's – Got involved in this chaos killing thing. His reputation in the town is completely ruined. He can't get a job doing anything. He, again, his dating life is terrible. But uh, yeah, I just, uh, just live in Justin. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I'll, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, we just the thing is about living Justin. You know, it's going to end terribly, and it's going to end pretty soon. Like, you know, he's just the next boyfriend, mm-hmm. and there'll be another one after him. Like, I mean, maybe. That's been the, the way it's been. Yeah. Yeah, they don't have happy endings, do they? <laughs> no. I mean, yeah, they promise not to kill him, but, I mean, anything else could have happened. Um, all right, so in the scene, uh, Major is checking his feedback, uh, <laughs> and uh, he's. Uh, Watching, uh, let's see, the, some of the letters say, watch a TV movie of Chaos Killer in Hell with your b- pal Ted Bundy. Uh, I wish you blew up in the Max Rager explosion. I, I hope you know how it feels like to have your family kidnapped. And then comes across this letter from Shauna. Shauna! Uh, who was also accused of something she didn't do. And Major, like, for, at first completely rejects it. But Ravi shows her uh, this cute photo of her. And, um, well, and I just wonder, is she on the up and up, or is she sent there by the truthers or somebody like that? Hmm. Or is she like one of those, you know, like, uh, is she like a... Uh, a complete psycho? One of those, <laughs> yeah, one of those women that marry, marry prisoners. Oh, yeah, you know, it's yeah. like they can't... Not that like, all of them are complete psychos, but <laughs> yeah, but like 
somebody that's on death row, a woman will, you know, it's like you don't have a future with him and you can't be with him. Why would you marry him? But um, yeah, I don't know. I was or, immediately I suspicious of her. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I'm just wondering what is it that she's been accused of that she got cleared of and can't seem to escape. I'm, I'm looking forward to finding out about that. And uh, so later on in the episode, Liv is eating some of Major's brain gogurt because she wants to be herself because she's uh, she wants to she wants to be herself for Justin, which I'm just like, OK, I, I guess Major's comfortable with this, but you can tell he's sort of not. <laughs> And uh, I don't want to have Major have a Ravi-like explosion. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, and it's just Justin, like, comes in and he sees her in this, like, it's a great-looking dress. But he's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right in front of Major. It's just like, stop yeah. that. And Major's clearly, like, bummed. He's like, I got some video games to play. So... Um, uh, the chapter title is Major Movement because he's watching sort of sort of bowel movement infomercial, and he flips <laughs> the channel as the love boat theme. There's a, <laughs> there's a lot of poop and fart jokes in this episode. <laughs> uh, and later we get a gratuitous chest shot. I mean, completely unneeded uh, chest shot. No, it was all needed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the doorbell rings and it's Shauna And uh, Yeah I wrote in my notes Good for you Major And I'm also very scared for you <laughs> So I guess we'll find out more In the next episode of what happens there uh, Alright we're, we're, We got much more to go This episode is packed Blaine uh, Scratching post under new management He's the boss Donnie's my guy And then Donnie, Blaine soon discovers that Tanner is Donnie's guy and this is cool. They've, he's got these. He's got the, this brain that's been marinated in blue juice, and he says for twenty days, twice the amount that Robbie's re- recipe is called for, and uh, needs a guinea pig. And Tanner steps right up, and it's it's this ninety four year old Hoyt Carroll, World War II gunner, and a ladies' man. So um, it turns out Tanner has terrible handwriting, but um, the blue juice brain is good. <laughs> It takes five minutes to kick in and it lasts for two hours. <laughs> like one wow. vision. <laughs> um, so uh, Tanner said he was shooting down Nazis and then played hide the baguette with a French girl. <laughs> and they're all like, we're going to be rich. Um, and after Blaine and Tanner leave, Donnie decides to uh, take a little, it was like a melon scooper. <laughs> uh, and, Pop a little brain in himself And we have this really cool close up of his uh, Pupils dilating with the Whole vision sound effect And yeah I just gotta say Blaine is you know Blaine is a evil jerk uh, But he's also super smart And like Saw the potential of what this blue juice Could do and I just I I appreciate the you know He's got some brains No pun intended (laughs) Um, it's like mm-hmm. almost like they're he's he's like all right well I'm out of the utopian business I guess I'll sell zombies drugs. <laughs> I, I, the only thing I'm thinking is kind of kind of hangs up here is the fact that there's no like addiction that is like people 
I don't know if they're going to get hooked on these brains or not because that's going to keep them coming back. So, yeah, he's not really doing anything to harm society. Yeah, I mean, besides you know, turning zombies into. I don't know. Like later, Donnie's like tripping balls. <laughs> so a whole bunch of zombies like ah! running around the neighborhood. Um, but I mean, as long as they, you know, use it, I don't know, recreationally and I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Donnie bails out of the club. Donnie's uh, Tanner's concerned. Dino doesn't care. And we have one scene. Yeah. Cause I was what, okay. When okay. I saw Dino, I was like, Oh Yeah. Shouldn't he be upset that uh, Blaine put his father in a well? No, he doesn't care. No, it's like he has no allegiance. It. He he uh, has no allegiance to anybody. He's just yeah. there. He's probably part of it. I mean, he was supposed to kill Blaine in that last scene, and he didn't. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, we haven't had actually an explanation. It's just assuming that he just got paid off. Um, so Blaine is sitting at the family well, and we hear, don't fear the Reaper. And it's just funny because you, ne- you thought you'd never hear from Angus again. And technically we might never hear from Angus again, <laughs> except for some like moans. <laughs> yeah. So it's a way to keep the character in the story. Yeah. Even though they can't have the actor in the episode. And, you know, I'm thinking, oh, he's going to be down in a well. So he's only going to last a couple days before turning into Romero. And there's no coming back from that. But Blaine is tossing bits of brain into the well. <laughs> and of an impotent proctologist. <laughs> uh, and he's also looking at a copy of the Seattle Observer. And it talks about the what we're going to talk about in a little bit. The fundraiser and how um, Barakas like, protected his son from gunfire. And Blaine sees a little bit of potential in having a zombie mare. Says a zombie mare should help me as well. Ha ha ha! See what I did there? <laughs> he's, a, he's a big fan <laughs> of the word well now. All right, so rewind back to the beginning of the episode with Ravi. I got Ravi's storyline here. Truthers or consequences? Uh, we have the zombie truthers, which. Uh, okay, I was scared for Ravi. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, I know rednecks. Hmm. Uh, but the internet has made me scared of rednecks. Yeah. Even though rednecks are all around me. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, a brown person going into a group of red, a secret group of rednecks, mm-hmm. you know, made me scared. But, and then, okay, continue. Oh, sorry. Uh, Go ahead okay, so- with your narration. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> players, uh, uh, Harley shows uh, the evidence, Justin's tape, the picture that his brother sent him, and says that Barakas and all the other Chaos Killer victims were experimented in a lab at Max Rager. How do they know? Because Barakas, apparently they went to Barakas and was like, hey, you're going to take this blood pressure test to show that you're not a zombie. And Barakas was probably like, no. <laughs> so that was their evidence that Barakas is obviously a zombie because – you know, any rational person would just say, oh, sure, I'll do a blood pressure for, test for you, weirdo. <laughs> anyway, uh, Billy the guard is there, and he verifies that zombies can pass as normal people because normal people went into the party and crazy lunatic zombies came out. 
Um, and that's when Harley starts handing out these files on all the Chaos Killer victims and says, you know, we're going we're gonna to do some surveillance and then we're going to capture them and we're going to starve them and bring out the monster. Yeah, and then Ravi stood up and started spilling everything he knew. And I was like, stop, Ravi, yeah. what are you doing? But I know. He had, like... to, he had to do it because they were going to make trouble. They were going to attack these zombies. These zombies were going to scratch them, and it was going to make things worse. So yeah, for their safety, he had to tell them. Yeah, exactly. And, and I like how like his brain immediately goes to like uh, I'm working on a vaccine, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> instead of you know it, it seemed like a logical place for him to go to, and now he's kind of set a clock on how long. Well, he thought he set a clock until the end of this episode. Um, I like that Mr. Huntsman is there. If you guys notice the guy in the cardigan, <laughs> who was just like like Googled Ravi to check who he was. Yeah. Who is he? He's from uh, Zombie Knows Best. He's the guy who had the cameras outside his house. Mm. Remember when Liv and Clive were investigating Wally's um, Wally's family's murder? He's like the neighbor. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. Harley puts the brakes on it. And uh, we see Rachel. Rachel uh, is looking a little spooked by the zombie thing. But it looks like she's into it. Like she, she got pictures of Nessie and Sasquatch. So she wants to get a picture of a zombie. <laughs> Um, and offers her offers Ravi a ride in the back of uh, her motorcycle. So, do you guys trust Rachel? <laughs> I don't trust anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I was, yeah. I like to trust her. She seems cool. Um, and also, I want- yeah, because she's not exactly a truther. Yeah, she just she's there she for just the wants picks. to get a picture. Yeah, yeah. Just she's just a collector. And she commends Ravi on holding back on the kidnapping plot, you know? Yeah. Uh, a little bit of trivia here. Uh, so Ravi uh, then tells Liv and Clive in an elevator about what happened. And Raul actually tweeted that um, if you watch him, he's looking up at the floor number display and he won't take his eyes off of it. And he says that was his homage to Ghostbusters when they were heading up the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, at the end of the episode, Harley bursts into the morgue. He and his brother Bo got details in an underground bar for zombies, which is oh, and uh, found a zombie wandering around outside and these tranquilizers. And inside the van is a full-on zombie, uh, Donnie. So going crazy. Yeah. Wow. Oh crap! No oh, crap! <laughs> yeah. What's gonna happen? <laughs> I know. I don't know how they got him in the van without like getting scratched. He was going crazy. He was still on um, fighter brain. Yeah, Formula Two brain. And uh, his adrenaline's up so much that he's you know got the red eyes and everything. Yeah. All right. So this next section I have is the last section is just pretty much etc. <laughs> Here's all the missing okay. pieces. Uh, we have Peyton talking to Dr. Danforth, who I was just like, who is this actress? And I looked her up and she's been in like, I, I didn't write her name down. I feel like I feel bad, but she's been in like everything. <laughs> uh, but she looks familiar. Yeah, right. Is that Catherine Lowe Hagquist? Maybe. <laughs> this is about midnight last night. I looked her up, so I can't quite remember. It was all foggy around then. But anyway, she was James Weckler's therapist, and Weckler saw ghosts. Uh, saw the 
ghost of his deceased wife and would never pay for a dominatrix. He wasn't interested in sex because his wife wouldn't approve. So, um, yeah, he was getting therapy because he was having visions of his dead wife, which may play into an upcoming episode. (laughs) Um, I got the whole fundraiser for Baracus thing here. And I don't know if you guys noticed what the piano player was playing. <laughs> uh, what was oh. he playing? Don't Stop <laughs> by Fleetwood Mac, which is uh, like Bill Clinton's song. Yeah, his campaign thing. Oh, okay. So there's lots of hobnobbing and living Justin. Okay, was Bruce Harwood God, is there it is. as... Older gent. Yes. Is that the guy that he he shook hands with the gray headed man? No. Let me get to it. I'm I'm freaking out about Bruce Harwood stuff. Obviously. <laughs> okay. But okay, let me just get to it. Okay, so uh, first we have um, Liv finally meets Chase, uh, who's like very like stressed, very out. serious, very serious, very straightforward. Must- and then at the end was like not stress. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, Justin has a competition <laughs> I'm wondering <laughs> you know I think it would be a little weird if they got like the lead like love interest of Veronica Bars uh, the actor who played him hooked up with the <laughs> lead actress of the new Rob Thomas show um, I don't know I wonder if it was just kind of like we're going to just drop some Logan charm here in this this one scene but let him get back to being you know, Sergeant Rock in the next scene, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, do we trust Chase? <laughs> Will doesn't no. trust anybody. <laughs> okay. Steph, you don't trust him either. No. Right. Um, Barakas shows up with his boy Buck, and I gotta commend iZombie for bringing the kid back that they had for like one second in uh, one scene in uh, a season two episode of iZombie. It's the same kid that was with Baracus. Uh, and Carrie Gold says that he needs to meet Chase. This is only the most important zombie on the planet, which is interesting. And also, she's saying this, she's saying zombie in front of the kid. And I'm like, is Buck, little Buck here in this? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Peyton asks Baracus about the Weckler case, and ba- Baracus is like, let it go. And, um, Liv then informs her that Baracus was a client, but could this also be that Baracus is actually the murderer? He had an alibi, right? I can't remember. <laughs> or maybe he could be behind the high-priced lawyer. Well, he he was one of the clients, and he doesn't want that getting out, so he wants it to go away. Yeah, there's that, but I'm just like, who the heck killed the dominatrix and who the heck oh. caused Weckler to kill himself? You know, why would he kill himself? Anyway, um, just ongoing mysteries. Um, Liv and Justin, after the, after this, you know, as the party's gro- drawing to a close, they're flirting and Liv straight up tells Justin that she's down to make some love. <laughs> like, they're, yeah. They're screwing now. What the heck? Yeah. I, I know. I wondered, uh, did they before, like the yeah. night of the lawn darts? Yeah. And we just don't know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're having off screen sex, I guess. 
Um, and then uh, he informs her that uh, Chase uh, shot him. And Liv is like, what? And uh, is rushing at Chase. And then all of a sudden gunshots go off. And uh, it's someone someone in the, bal- in the balcony shot Baracus. And I love Jason Doring. He just like whirls right around with the gun and just returns fire immediately. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the gunman gets away, uh, and Carrie and Liv know what's up. Uh, we gotta calm Baracus down, and uh, Carrie is taking the kid away. But Baracus is like full on zombie, and they had like a really quick cut of the little, the boy actually sees his father um, with the red eyes. So I'm wondering if uh, you know we're gonna have this kid be scared of his dad now. Um. And another funny bit here, Liv, tr- trying to calm him down, says, Eyes on me, which really sounded a lot like I zombie. <laughs> uh, I know. I, I felt that too. And then from behind her, an older gent says, Miss, I'm a doctor. And she wheels around on him and says, So am I. Stay out of my way. And Brackus Oh, is, so that was him. That was oh, Bruce Harwood. I didn't recognize him. Bruce Harwood to anybody who's like, why Why is Robin freaking out about Bruce Harwood? He is one of the lone gunmen from the X-Files. And uh, very interesting that in an assassination scene, we had one of the lone gunmen <laughs> in the crowd. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's revealed in the newspaper that they didn't, they got a photo of just Barakas protecting his child. Um, so they didn't get like photo, like cameras are snapping all around Baracus while he's got red eyes. So I was expecting them to get a photo of him in full on zombie mode, but they, but they didn't, or perhaps they were paid off or something. But Bruce, my man, Bruce Harwood, Dr. Bruce Harwood (laughs) is standing there looking at full on zombie Baracus at that moment. And I'm like, why would they bring Bruce Harwood in if... Mm-hmm. They weren't going to have him come back and be like, "Oh yeah, I, the mayor, the 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 guy running for mayor, that guy is a zombie." Or like maybe he'll show up at the uh, zombie truthers meeting or something. You've got to bring Bruce Harwood back. <laughs> he'll publish a paper about the zombie sighting. You know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> have Langley and Frohicky show up. <laughs> And finally, at the end of the episode, a car pulls up. This guy named Spence donned in a leather jacket and a toothpick. Uh, lets uh, Mr. Boss out of the trunk of his car. And, he, and Mr. Boss takes the car. He says, tell your ma. I said, you know, tell your ma hi for me. So. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What is he involved in? Is he just there for revenge? Or is he, like, involved with the... You know, Fillmore Graves, Angus going missing. Um, why is he back in town? Is he? Just- what do you say? I'm just here to get my money and tie up some loose ends. So I don't know. What does that mean? I mean, it could be exactly that. <laughs> um, so Peyton's got to worry. Um, Blaine's definitely got to worry. Um, I can't think of anybody else that Mr. Boss is. I mean, he knows Liv, um, Clive. I don't know. We'll see. But that's it for the, our, our extended recap. <laughs> How many more episodes do we have? Four episodes left. Well, 
So uh, I guess it's time for feedback. Um, Will, did you want to stick around for feedback? Sure. All right. <laughs> Steph is in charge of All feedback right. for this week. So uh, yes, what do you got, Because Steph? we've had we've had so much feedback, and we appreciate it. And the fandom has just really exploded lately. So yeah. I've kind of condensed it down. Okay. Uh, Marissa, I'm getting started. Right. Marissa in D.C. says that it's uh, – it's hilar- It was hilarious and sad at the same time that all the D&D guys carried a torch for Zoe, and it pretty much eliminated uh, that as a motive for the killing. I mean, I don't know about grown men, <laughs> but being a teenager and in a group of other teenagers, and there's the one teenage girl. Yeah. <laughs> you're always crushing Just, They all fell for the one lady yeah. in the group. Yeah. Nerds. Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, heartbroken. Uh, she's heartbroken for Bosio that Clive couldn't tell her anything, uh, and that. Mm. So coming up next, we have to look forward to dealing with Captive Donnie, Mister Boss, and Bosio investigating the poisoned hacker, and then Major's potential love interest or weirdo, <laughs> and then of course there's Baracus's uh, shooting. So All right, so I, I could. Yeah, so I can I condensed Tim's Whoa, email. Tim's really? <laughs> yeah, down to a, just a, a paragraph. Uh, it's so a, a tragic, snippet? you know. For <laughs> just a snippet, for, he's it's so tragic for Bazio and Clive. Uh, it's teased that both Ravi and Major are getting new love interests. Mm-hmm. And okay, he's he's still even though he knows that Peyton deserves better than Blaine. He's making the case that Blaine and Peyton are really have more of a relationship than Peyton and Ravi. He said, really, if you think about it, Ravi and Peyton weren't together very long Mm -hmm. and that they're better off as friends. Listen, (laughs) I know you're to Blaine, but you got to let this go. (laughs) Tim, you got (laughs) to let it go. (laughs) No, really. And he made the case that, you know, about how Blaine (laughs) changed his ways. He put. A, he wanted to change his completely changed his life, and he was willing to do that for Peyton. Yeah, he's Tim's made the case for Blaine and his change for many many weeks. I'm just telling you, uh, <laughs> it's not looking too good for good Blaine coming back anytime soon. I don't know. Yeah, and nobody wants to see good Blaine. He want, Everybody wants to see evil Blaine. Yeah, you're outvoted, Tim. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think what you were saying on Twitter is, uh, you know, it is a really big stretch. He was kind of equating um, how Peyton is like the dark elf and that she's more like Blaine than like just because Peyton wanted to kill off the old lady and steal his money, to steal her money. <laughs> that that was very Blaine-like and she's she deserves to be with Blaine because they're alike. I'm, I don't think so. It's a big, huge stretch, but I don't know. Or maybe are they foreshadowing that Peyton will turn to the dark side? No way. No way. (laughs) No. Uh, Your Shami left a comment about Ida Knievel. Oh, yes. Uh, Talked about why, you know, uh, why we thought that Vivian could still be alive when we saw the helicopter blow up. (laughs) Um, And and he says, why would the U.S. government lie to us, Robin? Why? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and yeah. <laughs> and that we we haven't seen Robbie's ex boss lately. Okay, and she worked for the government. 
That's true. Caddy. That's true. Mm. You know, where there's government st- is evil. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll, I mean, we'll see. Um, yeah, there's the, the, just to remind you, there's a whole bunch of missing cures out there too. <laughs> who who stole those? No idea. Thanks for mm. showing me. <laughs> uh, Nikki says that she's suffering from my zombie induced whiplash. <laughs> Virtual uh, – that's not right. <laughs> that auto-corrected to something else. Uh. Virtual parade of returning guest stars. <laughs> uh, Rachel wants to know if Bazio – oh, Rachel was like, has Bazio been recast? Nah. I don't recognize the... – it's been so long. Yeah, she looks a little different, but I think it's just because uh, it's been a while. So, and she, they were outside. Around. And she, the yeah. actress looks different outside under natural light than – that inside, <laughs> I guess maybe it's just you didn't recognize. You haven't seen her in a while. I knew exactly it was it was Bazio. I was so excited. I I knew it was her, but she did look different. She did look different. I hosted her makeup podcast, was different. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, Steph Taylor said, and I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this is Steph and not Dave. L- listen, okay. Dave or Steph are not not clearing this up, even though we <laughs> we constantly ask them to clear it up. They won't. It's okay. Let the mystery be. I, I feel. I feel like it's Steph. Okay, she said that she's worried about Ravi at the meeting, but he handled himself well. Uh, is this going to be his new girl crush? Yeah. Uh, Ravi's trying to hide his secret history with Dungeons and Dragons. It's not explained well enough. Yeah, I can see that. Um, if somebody did, yeah. if if somebody didn't watch the show, they would. They would. They'd wonder why he's denying that he knows anything about Dungeons. But I think that. That he's such a nerd that it's yeah, he's just he's, Robbie yeah. doth protest too much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, poor Donnie never catches a break. Now he's caught. Great use of the police department employees. Means nervous uh, and awkward with the, the picture that he sketched of uh, Liv is revealed. Oh, that was so funny. Yeah. And Vampire Steve is just sad. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> Major's jab at Ravi for staying behind on his horse. <laughs> <laughs> that was aces. I loved that line. <laughs> Ravi overdoing it, trying to keep Peyton in the game. Clive getting excited. Clyde getting excited, hoping for a continuation continuation of the game next week. Uh, and we're hoping for more Bazio. Dan and his, because uh, she's investigating Dan's uh, computer lab. Mm-hmm. Are we just going to leave it there? I don't think so. I think she's. Uh, we will see more Bazio investigating. I'm, you know, I'm thinking there's so much going into these four episodes. It might be something left for season four. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Creepy that Major is there when Justin picks Liv up at her house. What happened between Major and Shauna? <laughs> Yeah, you know he let her. He let her come to his house. You don't yeah. do that, Major. You you meet out in public. He doesn't do online dating often. He looks like an Adonis. <laughs> yeah, he's been a long time. <laughs> and Mr. Boss is back. If things weren't complicated enough. Yep. Uh, Frank says, uh, "Whatever Mr. Boss is up to, he better stay away from Peyton." <laughs> Clive poured his heart out to Bazio and she didn't care. At least he had fun playing D and D. Peyton had no interest in D and D and Ravi kept trying to pull her back in. <laughs> it's so cute. Daisy says, Why wouldn't wa- oh Daisy is answering the question when we asked, 
why would uh, Wally's family turn, you know, turn them all? Why would into Wally's zombies? uncle turn his, turn the family into zombies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's because you know, because to because of the abusive father. Oh. So they would have a you know a leg up over him. And uh, yeah, Daisy wants to know if zombies age. Would Wally have been a child forever? Oh man. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. The heartbeat slowed down, so I guess if you wanted to just in some sort of wacky science terms say that it slows their age down too, maybe as a result? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Daisy is surprised that, that that Major's reputation wasn't cleared up by the, uh, you know, the, the chaos killer's victims <laughs> being alive. Right. Or why You know, not they, sure how... Why don't she's, they She's saying she... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that they owe Major their lives. They should be more appreciative of Major. I don't know. Major did straight up kidnap <laughs> and and put them in trunks and stuff. I mean, I mean, for, we did hear about. Yeah, but didn't he like? Thing. Didn't he like make deals with them? You know, like he did with Natalie. Did he not? Didn't he let him in on the situation? He didn't just surprise them. It did, did he? I was under the impression that it was just like a, a few different ones as they was going along that he gave them the choice, you know, or not mm-hmm. the choice, but I don't know. It, yeah, it, the, like maybe the first ones he surprised them and they didn't know, but after he got to feeling so guilty, he started telling them. Right. Like he didn't give Angus a choice and he had no reason to suspect that Angus was, you know, a super evil dude. Well, didn't he had to do what Blaine told him to do? No, he went and woke Angus up as a result. Oh. Anyway. Okay. Um, sure, Truther. Oh, Daisy says she was sure that uh, the Truthers would recognize just the wonder why a zombie was working for the police. Question: Will dis is. When is Discovery is Discovery Day going to happen? I think so. I think they talk so much about Discovery Day; it's be, it's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. Will it happen season finale or will it happen next season? I'm thinking season finale, and I don't have any spoilers. I'm just thinking we're we're getting to that point. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you guys for your feedback. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Steph, for doing a little condensing so our feedback section is not an hour long. <laughs> so yeah, so we're here, not here for three hours. <laughs> uh, the fun's not over yet. Uh, first, we actually have to say thank you, Will, for dropping by the old pod cast. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. <laughs> it's always fun to be here. Uh, friend of the podcast. Friend of the podcast. Did you want to plug any of your podcasts before we get into our spoiler section where people turn uh, off? Uh, sure. I do Spartacast, which is a podcast about the star series Spartacus, which Robin has been on. Yes. And I also do the Sensate podcast about the Netflix series Sensate. Season two just dropped a weeks ago trying to get robin on that one but we'll see if that happens <laughs> maybe after i zombie finishes if you're still doing it <laughs> yeah uh so yeah cool oh yeah your babylon five one's over so that's yeah. it huh okay yeah that's it <laughs> right, well thanks for being on yeah thanks for having me 
All right, so we're going to get into uh, – Steph, did you have anything to say to anybody before we get into the spoiler section? I hate to just – I don't think so. I think we covered it. Cool. All right, well, here is the trailer for Return of the Dead Guy. I've been a naughty girl. Discipline me. So hot. Ah! You're dead. Ding, 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 ding. What's happening here? It's my deceased ex-boyfriend. Dun, dun, dun. It's randomly showing up. It reeks in here. You must be so freaked out. Oh, watching my zombie roommate talk to a ghost? That's just what I call a Tuesday. iZombie. All new this Tuesday at 9, 8 central on The CW. And that was the trailer for Return of the Dead Guy. (laughs) Um, uh, Here is the description. Uh, Things aren't always what they seem. Peyton and Liv find themselves on a surprising wild goose chase. Ravi is terrified when the zombie truth hunter's plans are revealed. Elsewhere, Major finds comfort in an unexpected and perhaps unwelcome friend. So, uh, that's what's going on next week. Did you guys see the trailer? I did. Pretty exciting. Yeah, lots of <laughs> we, lots of dead people. <laughs> well, we do have uh, Greg <laughs> Finley returning, which, uh, gosh, I've known this for so long and only have been talking about it in the spoiler section. But, uh, uh, yeah, I couldn't believe they put him in the trailer and everything. Um but it looks like Liv is going to be eating James Weckler's brain that's been sitting in the blue juice. We've been calling this for weeks, so it's no huge surprise. Um, and it really all lined up perfectly when the therapist said this week, oh, yeah, Weckler saw the ghost of his wife, you know. So um, so I just – I'm really excited about this episode. I mean, you know – I love like ghost stories where like like it's like the return of the spouse or something that's approving of I I was trying to figure out like what comedies there are there like that like um well ghost isn't really a comedy but it's kind of like that um Topper Ghost of Mrs Muir Heart and Souls Ghost Town I think is another one where like somebody is seeing ghosts but nobody else can see them I don't know. I just think it was kind of a fun little genre for iZombie to get into for, for one week. Um, and just an interesting way to, for them to get into that. I mean, it, it kind of reminds me of uh, uh, season one's Astro Burger, where they had this way for them to have a plot where it's like, it was in her brain the entire time, you know? And it was just, <laughs> it was just because of one brain, you know? Um, and in the trailer, uh, Liv and Peyton are doing some dominatrix games. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm anxious to see what the story behind that is. Well, it looked like Liv is the submissive in that one. So maybe maybe Weckler was into dominatrix stuff, but, you know, mm. into being dominated. Um, and I love that Peyton drops at the end of the trailer. She's just, you know... I, my my roommate is talking to a ghost. Or my zombie roommate is talking to a ghost. It sounds like it's just a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so that's Don's in trouble. Must be Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, since we're running along, I just wanted to mention that uh, "Conspiracy Weary" is the episode title that was re- revealed. There was a there's a description of that but i'll get into that um do you want me to read it i'll be really quick sure i mean why not it's yeah. a spoiler section sin in the calvary live and blaine 
come to the rescue of one of their own. They consume the brains of a conspiracy theorist and paranoia ensues. Meanwhile, as they continue to search for conspiracy theories that may or may not exist, Liv researches Major's new friend. Finally, Ravi makes a surprising discovery of his own. So, very excited about that. So, does that mean that... (laughs) Does that mean that Blaine and Liv are on the same brain? Uh, it sounds like it. And they, it looks like, the, from the sounds of it, with the knowledge we have from this past episode, it sounds like they team up on the same brain to go track down, to go save Donnie. Uh, that's, um, oh. that's what I'm assuming, yeah. And, hmm. uh, and I love that Liv is researching Shauna, it looks like. And uh, the only other thing I had to say, we don't have any descriptions for this uh, two-part season finale yet, but I just, I'm so confused because I, they're called, uh, it's called Looking for Mr. Goodbrain, parts one and two. And I'm assuming this is a reference to the book and movie Looking for Mr. Goodbar. And Mm -hmm. I've never read or seen this movie before, so I actually looked up the description today and Mm -hmm. uh you know what? I'm not going to talk about it on this show. I just, for everybody's homework, go look up the description for look, looking for Mr. Goodbar and tell me how the hell this has anything to do with anything that could be on iZombie. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that's going to be. It looks like a movie assignment. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> uh, by the description of it, I don't think I'll be watching it anytime soon. What say you, Fellowship of the Dorks? Are you ready to wrap up the show? You know, everyone listening could call the skit a mile away. I know not what you speak of, weary traveler. I am but a kindly old lady, but I hold deep secrets. It's no secret that you're doing a terrible job at whatever voice you're trying to mimic. Tough talk, but here's a lightning bolt to put you in your place. <laughs> Obviously, it's deflected by my shield of the highborn. Is this the first time you've played? I hurl my axe of the mighty at your head. Rolling for damage. And I'm dead. This quest is over. Good night. Thank you for listening to the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. Send your feedback to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Just search for iZombie Podcast, all one word. All of our contact info is on our website, iZombiePodcast.com. You can follow Steph on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow Robin as well at El Robin Yero. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net slash Deanna Sheehan. Also, friend of the show Cheyenne contributes with Photoshops on our Twitter. Follow her at iZombieLove. Check out our other podcast. You can listen to us binge cast through teen dramas like Dawson's Creek and Popular. Just subscribe to We Don't Want to Wait on iTunes. You can also listen to us occasionally talk about the Buffy spinoff Angel with our friends. Subscribe to Redemption Cast on iTunes. While you're on iTunes, why not leave us a review? We do this in our spare time so your ratings and reviews are much appreciated and helps us get seen by more iZombie fans. And make sure it's on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Steph. And we're done. You think anyone is still listening? Probably not. Zombies! Zombies!